Let's crack on. Absolutely. What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 48.3. And we are continuing our playthrough of Persona 4. Uh, Golden, Shin Megami Tensei. There's a lot of names for this game. Uh, but yeah, today I have with me uh, Matt. Hello. And Sophie. Hello. And yeah, so uh, more Persona. Uh, I would say at this point we are at the half. Uh, we're past halfway at this point. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I think where where I am now and where we record after the next recording, we only have two dungeons left. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And depending on what you choose, it Maybe may less. it may end sooner. Yeah. Um. I need to look that up. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just do, kidding. Do we want to? <laughs> I'm I I am going to look it up because I I'm not sure if I should. I feel like that would taint my original yeah. playthrough. <laughs> Much as I want it to be over, I think I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just you know. Oh, that's funny that you meant what. Uh, or, <laughs> it, it, the way I just took that is you're going to look up how to make it end the quickest, the, the fastest, yeah. <laughs> And I was going to see what I had to do to avoid that, but I don't know that I necessarily want no, to. I'm not going to look, Matt. If you don't look, I won't look. Okay? Let's make a pact. Right here, right now. All right. Okay. I you swear, but it's <laughs> very far away. Yeah. All right, then. We will, we, will, we, will not, we will not look it up. Um, even it though worked I, last time. Yeah. No, yeah, it worked you, for you last time. Well, you were the only person I, that made it. <laughs> I, meant, I meant for Witcher 2. Oh, the Witcher 2, yeah. We just said, let's do it. Let's do it and see what happens. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that, that turned out to be actually kind of pretty cool. Um, and I got to see the other side of the story. So, But yeah, so uh, Persona 4, um, the last time we left off, we had rescued um, Rise, right? Yeah. No, we had rescued the killer. Yes. Yes, we rescued. funky retro 8-bit. Yeah. Um, the eight bit dungeon, the void quest. Uh, we yeah, rescued. Quest. Yeah, we we finished the quest and we we pulled him out of the television. Uh, he admitted to his crimes and was arrested. And the game it, did not end. No, the game did not end. Um, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say everybody was talking about it being a long game. I thought it was over. Yeah. <laughs> It's never that simple. No. You can't and just find the killer. No. <laughs> no, the, the killer has to reveal themselves. Um, and so, uh, yeah, um, everything seems kind of okay, you know. Uh, but the game keeps going. You're just hanging out, doing your normal everyday school stuff. Um, everybody plans to get their... Uh, scooter license, so we can all go to the beach. So There's a biker gang. The, 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 was there a bike? Yeah, the biker no. gang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, them riding scooters. Is yeah, biker. yeah. We got the anime cutscene of the biker gang. Um, and Teddy's still working at Juness as a mascot, and still weird. He's still freaking weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, everything's kind of normal. Um, uh, but unfortunately, um, things don't stay that way. Uh, our newest, um, 
character to come in is actually a character that we've seen before. Um, it's a character that Kanji was originally talking to when he when he started questioning if he was a homosexual or not. And uh, it is a boy uh, by the name of Naruto. Uh, and uh, this boy is actually like an ace detective who has actually been helping out with the police in the investigation trying to find the killers. Um, and he decides to um, enlist or enroll in school with us and um, begins questioning us on, on what we think is he's always been thinking that we have, we've been involved in some way, but it has never revealed um, what he actually thinks of us. Um, and during this time, we decide to go on a, a school trip. Uh, it's a, uh, a, I guess a weekend retreat. I, I can't uh, like it's. We, we, oh yeah, I remember we go, this. We go to another school, um, and it's actually very interesting because uh, Matt may remember it. Uh, the school we go to is yep. actually the school from Persona Three. Um, in fact, we run into all the same teachers from Persona Three. Uh, we run into one of the one of the social links that was originally in in Persona Three, but we don't run into any of the Persona Three characters. They allude to one of them. They allude to Mitsuru, uh, who was a party member in Persona Three, but uh, we don't see anybody. Um, Is this where we stayed at like the brothel? Like, yeah, yeah the 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 hotel where you can rent for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, because since. Uh, King Moron, Mr. Moroka, is dead. We have a new teacher, homeroom teacher, who everybody claims they can't, like, they're like, oh, God, we've got her. But she's, I mean, she's supposed to be, I, I figured it would be, you know, Sophie's going to bring it up. But I, fig I figured it would be like one of the whole, like, all the guys are, you know, oogling over her. Because no, I think it's she's oogling over all the guys. That's true, but I mean, it's weird. Yeah, I have to. It is weird. I have to admit, I've reached the point in the game now where a lot of the stuff in school I tend to just really skip over the dialogue. Yeah, I don't know whether I, so. I haven't paid too much attention to the dynamic of that. I just kind of wrote it off as like, well, they just hate the teacher because it's the teacher and they don't really want to be in homeroom and they hated King Moron. Even though he was kind of a jerk, I, he, you know, I just put it down to kids being kids. Yeah. It gets weirder later on. Yeah. With that teacher. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she, she makes us while we're in the uh, the city school uh, we're staying at a hotel that's really weird. Um, and then we also go out one night to a club um, because Rise uh, uses her celebrity status to get in and get a VIP section. They don't seem very excited about it either. Like no. If that happened to me when I was in school, that would probably be like the coolest thing ever if I was yeah. 14 or 15. But they're just like, okay. And then everybody uh, is apparently drinking, and some people get drunk, uh, particularly uh, Rise and Yukiko get drunk, and they decide they want to play the King's Game. 
which is basically it's basically like truth or dare kind of except you you have to listen to whoever gets the king and uh I got the king one time and I had Yukiko sit on my lap because the game told me to <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then kind of found out that it was actually non-alcoholic beverages and they were just like I guess they were drunk or they thought they were drunk. Yeah, placebo effect, I guess. Yeah, and then they also like woke up the next day and don't remember what happened. I'm like, what the fuck is even going on? <laughs> I was like, what what are we doing? What I was like, what what is this? <laughs> you know. Um but that's another little side thing that has really nothing to do with the 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 whole overarching story. Um, Teddy's there, and he, he yeah, it was weird, wasn't it? Because you kind of think these little sort of scenes or side stories or little moments should be, I guess, about character development and moving the story along, but it didn't really seem to do either of those things. It was just, it just felt really odd to me. Yeah, it was just like, here's a funny anecdote that lasts a long time. You know, I don't know. I Matt, what do you think about them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one in particular I didn't think was all that great, but some of them I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I actually fairly enjoyed the next section that we're going to talk about in the next episode. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> you talking about the band stuff? Uh, any any of that stuff or the stuff before it? I can't remember the stuff before, or but was anyway, it after the cultural thing, the 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 culture fair or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll uh, we'll talk about that on the next. Episode. <laughs> um, well, we, we certainly will. <laughs> yeah. Um, but going into this, um. After we get back from our going to the other Persona 3 school, um, which I can't even remember the name of it, but... Um, Gekakon? Yeah, that's it. I should know that because we played through Persona 3 and it <laughs> took us like 80 friggin' hours. But um, but yeah, uh, when we get back, um, Naruto basically comes clean with us and tells us that, okay, you guys are involved in the, the disappearances somehow. Um, I know that multiple people in your group have either been kidnapped before or have went missing before. And now you're not. And I realize that either you guys are the culprits or you guys are actually saving these people. And I played it off as like, I don't know what you're talking about, but everybody else is like, Oh my God. Uh, and, uh, he says, well, we're going to, I'm going to do an experiment because I think that the, the killer's still out there. So, uh, the next day we see, uh, Naruto on television, giving an interview, uh, talking about his involvement with the police investigation. And, um, Cut to a few days later, he disappears. Uh, nobody knows where he is. He's not showing up to school. Uh, 
We checked the Midnight Channel, and oh, look, there he is on the Midnight Channel. So, I, I felt this was kind of a, a bold gamble that could have gone horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, it most certainly could. Um, but we learn a little later on uh, that Naruto is a very determined person who doesn't give a damn, you know, going to get to the bottom of stuff no matter what kind of thing. Um, so they, he kind of figured out the pattern. If you show up on television, somebody's kidnapping you and throwing you in the television now, but they didn't know to that extent. They know that they were, they start becoming missing after they show up on television. So now we have to go into the television world and save him. Uh, and, uh, the dungeon itself is called the secret laboratory. Uh, and it looks like it, they mentioned a couple of things. I said, it looks kind of like a, uh, like a secret agent base, something you'd see in like 1960 spy movies, stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't really get that. I don't know what I, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. It wasn't such an obvious link to me in the way that the other kind of aesthetics of the dungeons were kind of acutely manifest from the the psyches of the characters they were supposed to represent, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which I actually always have been appreciative of, of how this game's done that. Right. I I think it, that the, the look of the dungeons is actually kind of cool and the way they, they reflect, I guess, these inner personas and psyches and they kind of they're the right place for the game to be kind of like hyper stylized and over the top right it it works quite well for me but i didn't really get that feeling with this one yeah mainly because we don't really know this character too well um and because it's been a mystery this entire time it's not like we've been interacting with them while we were in school and stuff like that. So yeah. it was just like, this is person's psyche. So, uh, but it's supposed to be a secret laboratory. Uh, and on the midnight channel, he is saying that he's going to be going, undergoing some type of body alteration. And we don't know exactly what that means. Although really was anybody, Surprised by this revelation? I was at not. All, well, ever. I mean, oh, even whenever I play it for the first time, I said, "Okay, that's a female voice actor." I can tell. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty clearly. And that's the thing is, if you're not going to make, and I wonder if, like, obviously we had the Western dubbing and all of that kind of stuff, so I don't know how it compares to the original. But if you're not going to really make too much of an effort to keep the kind of end result. Like yeah, a surprise, the yeah. Then why not be as creative as you were with previous dunge- dungeons, like Kanji's dungeon? You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I really like the dungeons in this game because they are kind of a creative space for kind of even all the kind of enemies you fight. You know, they're they're so weird and hyper stylized and strange, and I, I kind of dig it. But yeah. this one just felt a little uninspired to me, to be honest. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And I, for some reason, I've always kind of liked the weird music in them. This yeah. one's music was weird in in a, in a in a not necessarily a 
in a bad way for me. It didn't feel like dungeon music. Yeah. It was it was it was very strange. Although the next dungeon that we're not talking about this episode, I really like the music in it though. Um because it's it's strange in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it just felt odd going from like the void where you know the the attention to detail with that kind of whole eight bit aesthetic, even right down to the music. You know, and it was just perfect. And yeah, it just felt this felt a little flat to me. I just didn't kind of the look and everything just didn't sync to me with, I guess, the story. And I think you're right, actually, about it. The character and our interactions mm-hmm. with the character just aren't developed enough for the, that to be in sync. I guess there's just not enough investment in in the relationship or the, or the character for it to work. Right. Um, but this dungeon has a trick to it, much like the void quest dungeon did. Um, it's not necessarily a trick. It's basically just backtracking. Um, you, you find a door at the basement level four that you can't open. So you keep going down. You make it to basement level six. You find an ID card, take it back to that door on level four open that door and get another key card that opens the door on level six that lets you go down to level seven. Um, and there's eight, not, not very complicated as far as puzzles go. No, no, no. (laughs) And then there's eight levels of this dungeon. Um, and when we make it to the, um, to the boss, um, Naruto is there. I keep saying, I keep feeling like I'm saying Naruto, I keep it, feeling like just wanting to say Nanako. <laughs> yeah. It, it, Nanato. Nanato. Um, is there um, talking to um, his or her uh, shadow self. And it's multiple things that is bothering her. Is that, A, you're, you're lying to people by pretending to be a man and B everybody looks at you like you're a child and they don't take you seriously. And yeah, she's not happy at all with her lot in life. No. And you know, obviously we go through the whole, you're not me thing and then we fight it, which I found this boss to be a fucking cakewalk. Yeah. I, I find it funny that they make such a big deal about saying you're not me. Like, yeah, yeah. If you don't physically say would, that. Yeah, we wouldn't be in this position if you didn't feel that. And if you feel that so deeply to manifest this dungeon, does it really matter if you verbalize it at that exact moment? <laughs> I think you have to verbalize – you have to say it out loud. You know, like, you it, have, you it have seems to, to be like yourself. that came like not touching, not touching you like – yeah, <laughs> getting ready to hit somebody in the face, but like, oh, it doesn't count because I didn't actually touch you. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I um, so I had black frost, which negated all the ice damage that thing did to me. Um, at the same time, I have fused a persona that I think has just broke the game for me. <laughs> Um, I, I did another Pentagon fusion of what looks like, um, uh, the wolf from Okami. It looks like Amaterasu. Um, 
It drains fire, so it heals when I get hit by fire. It blocks... Um, it blocks holy and it blocks lightning, I think. And then I also transferred over a skill when I fused it, which is nullify physical damage. Yeah, quite that's a bit a good of protection. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I don't get hit anymore, <laughs> except if unless they use like ice or wind, they hit me, but I don't have a weakness to it. And I, I like after after this dungeon, I have done nothing but use the other one. So I'm kind of set, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, now this this boss fight was 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 easy, uh, especially compared to the last one. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, but beating this um, dungeon. Um, we rescue Naruto and, um, she comes clean and says, yes, I am actually a woman and I have been pretending to be a man because men are taken more seriously in our society. And all the best detectives are men. Yeah. Yeah. So... You, Sophie, you want to talk about that? <laughs> uh, default feminist, yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I t- no, I tell you what, I um, I I don't hate this bit of dialogue, or I I, I get. I think this actual particular scene is quite sincere because I kind of think, okay, like for for teenagers, sometimes like. You know, you're a girl, you grow up in a small town, you hang out with boys from a young age, you become a tomboy. Do you know what I mean? I think you kind of have that moment when you're kind of a teenager at school of thinking, oh, you know, should I be more feminine? What, do you know what I mean? I think that, I don't think that's an unnatural sort of psychological kind of process. Yeah. And I think obviously now this is a game and it's a bit more kind of you know, it's manifesting this whole thing about she wants to be a detective. She kind of sees this world as really kind of dominated by men. And, you know, to be fair, she's kind of right that society is by and large dominated by men. But so I I don't hate the, I don't feel like she's saying I'm never going to be taken seriously because I'm a woman. I think she's kind of saying I'm afraid to be feminine because will I be able to carry on doing this thing that I'm really good at, you know? Yeah. And it's compounded, I think, by her age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What I have a problem with is that, yet again, for me, the game kind of undermines that kind of quite truthful scenario by putting this kind of story and this character's dilemma within the wider context of the game where you kind of have Yukiko saying, you know, you don't want to be a man. You know, that's not what you want to dream. You don't, you're not kind of, that's not what your desire is. And I don't think it is. But then within the wider context of the game, women aren't taken seriously at all in this game. And they're constantly kind of belittled and objectified. So I, I, that's where I have a problem with it. it. So the women are encouraging her to to basically... 
it's not the women. I think that the conversations like these characters are having, I, I give this scene a pass, to be honest. I think it's a sincere conversation where Nato, I think, is having a genuine kind of crisis about her identity and doesn't know what to do and feels kind of trapped by both her age and I guess the fact that she just doesn't feel like super feminine and maybe she doesn't want to maybe she's quite comfortable you know dressing in male clothes and being in a male dominated world but she doesn't feel like she should have to become a man maybe she doesn't want to apologize for the type of woman she feels like she is Mm -hmm. I don't know maybe I'm reading a lot into it but that would be kind of a cool you know, that would be a cool way that if the game was going to go that way. But I think the problem I have with it is, you know, it's preceded by some really kind of overt objectification and sexism in the game. And that comes in the next episode as well, which we'll talk about. So it's all very well the game wants to sit and say, Nahato, you don't have to be, you know, you should be proud of being a woman. You, you, you know, be who you want to be. But then like later on, it's like, yeah, but if you're a woman, you know there's not much for you to do other than walk around in a bikini. You have boobies. Yeah. I mean, there is literally that scene with her at Yukiko's inn, you know, where they go to the bathhouse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you kind of think, wow, okay. So whatever you did really well there, just all falls apart. Uh, but they're teenagers. Of course they like boobies. <laughs> I'm not saying people who play games don't like boobies. I'm saying I have a problem as if you're going to try and make an interesting comment about kind of personal identity struggles that teenagers go through and then later on literally try and pigeonhole people into really specific gender stereotypes, which is literally what they try and do with Nato in the next episode. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? I think the game does a really positive thing here and then undermines it later on. I, yeah. I mean, that's, my, that's I guess my spin would that. just be that in scenes like the current one, they are trying to reach a bit. And then in scenes like we'll talk about next episode, it's I don't see that as undermining. I see that more as just getting back to its high school roots. And in this game is sort of set up in sort of not a bipolar manner, but it, you know, it is a game of halves, dungeons, and high school. Yeah, I I, I get what I I agree with what you're saying to a degree. I just think, D- does it do it particularly elegantly? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think that's just I guess I, I I think you're right in how you describe the game. I think for me, as someone who's playing the game, I find that incredibly disappointing because you kind of think, actually, you're really kind of getting to an interesting place talking about these issues. And it was the same with Kanji's dungeon, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of questioning about the self and identity and all these struggles that teenagers in high school do go through, you know. Yeah. And then it's literally like an hour later, it's like, I'm not a fucking homosexual, you know, I'm a real man. Like, don't give me any of that grief. Do you know what I mean? And and it's the same in this later. It's almost like it's brushed under the carpet. It's like it never happened. And it's, okay, well, now, now you have to be, you know, this definition of what a teenage girl is. Or Kanji, but, you have to be this definition of what, like, a man is. So I... To me, it seems like you're implying that the game 
or the developers are saying that, whereas I would say that that's just a part of high school and, you know, high school students are going to struggle with that issue. Should I be what, yeah, you know, what television what tells me a man should be or? Yeah, um, what I'm saying is I think the game is bringing up those questions mm-hmm. in interesting ways and then totally dismissing the fact that they brought up the question to begin with. It's like, there's no point saying, look at all these issues that people go through. Let's explore these in a kind of really creative manner. And then when you go back to school and have all these conversations, it's it's just, it's like they never happened. Do you but, know what I mean? But it, isn't just... that kind of the way it happens, though? These these characters haven't figured it out. Like, they, they don't get to this point in the dungeon, have this revelation, and now they're on an enlightened plane. They're still high school kids. They still have urges. They still... I have insecurities and oh i agree with you I, but i think i don't think any of those things discussed about in the high school setting like in the game do you know what i mean i think that's that's the problem i have with it and i oh, think yeah. I, I, I think it I, gets so oversimplified to the point of being offensive that i find it quite upsetting only as someone who, as a player because I, I kind of find these scenes really really interesting and I think, yeah, we're getting somewhere now. We're getting to kind of an interesting issue. I'm not 100% sure I agree with the precise way you go, but this is kind of an interesting discussion to have. This feels real to me. And I think it's just a, I guess I prefer the dungeons and the, the creativity of it and the different manifestations of everything versus when we go back to high school, it it just goes so stale for me. And then we have these stupid, annoying little scenes where... Well, we'll talk about it next week, but well, we it's can... like I don't want to sound like I hate the game. It's that I think the the, the one little bit, the, the positives I find, and I think, yes, this is this is cool. This is interesting. This is like a real struggle. This is sincere. I, and I latch onto it, and I think I'm enjoying this. And then it, it I feel like the rug swept out from under me, if that makes sense. See, I, I feel like it's kind of point-counterpoint, and I, I, I do I – really, I, I actually enjoy the high school stuff as – sort of juxtaposed with the dungeon saying this is sort of emblematic of them not knowing or, or struggling. You know, sometimes they, they, they don't know which way, you know. Yeah. I, I, mean, I just I, – I feel like they have to sometimes think simply and then sometimes think sort of deeper. And, and the way the game is structured sort of maybe represents that, that bouncing yeah. back and forth between those I, two I, ways of thinking. You know, Matt, I, I think that's like 100% – fair interpretation of that and i think i don't disagree with what you're saying i think the scenes that we're talking about you know that we'll talk about next week and the scene that we had the biker gang you know at the beach kind of thing i think i don't think those kind of particular scenes with the or even the hospital where, where did the hospital scene it was after it was after we rescued nanato and we okay. went we went to the hospital because we had to get everybody checked out she su- suggested that we go get checked out because we don't know what the TV world's doing to us, as well as we don't know what the fuck Teddy is. So let's get him checked out too. I was hoping for something there. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Literally nothing. Yeah, the doctors didn't know what the fuck he is. Like the X-rays wouldn't pick up anything. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck. You know, I was like, this is so stupid. And then they just let him walk out as well, yeah. as if that would ever happen. No, it's no med- medical marvel. <laughs> the fucking the CIA would show up and kidnap Teddy, and you'd never see him again. <laughs> yeah, there'd be some rendition going on. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, but going to that yeah. going to that point with you guys. Um, Fucking hell, mate! I this... f- yeah, <laughs> I I feel like they hit really good high points. You know, especially like looking back at Kanji's dungeon and looking back at what he felt and what he was conflicted with. Am I homosexual? Do I have homosexual feelings? That was the whole thing they were trying to convey the entire time. And then when we get to it, he's like, well, I'm not really gay. I just didn't, you know, I couldn't be, I didn't feel like I could be accepted by the guys or the girls. And I was like, okay, that that's fine. But then ever since then, there's been constant. So you like guys, right? And no, I don't fucking like guys. You know, it's, it's always that they're bringing it up constantly I'm just like, well, here come the gay jokes. You know, it was, it, I was, it's, it, I'm halfway flabbergasted sometimes. I'm just like, it's like, I originally I would look at that, I was like, wow, this is fucking, why are we doing this? Now I'm just like, oh, here we go again. And I, it's like an eye rolling, just, you know, like, I, I, there, there's times like that I'm just like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. And I think this is what I mean about, I'm glad I remember this because I, this is what I mean about the game completely undermining itself with those moments. You make a really good point with, with the Kanji example and now with the Naruto example, they go to the hospital, they get all these tests, right? And then Yosuke comes out with a bit of paper because he asks for all the, the ladies' breasts measurements no, to be... No, that was Teddy. That was not yeah, Yosuke. Oh, te- sorry, sorry, Yosuke. <laughs> Come My on. bad. Y- Yosuke, we'll Yosuke's an later, ass. Yeah. <laughs> he's an ass, but he's not that big of an ass. <laughs> so yeah, and then they just... I mean, why, right? What, what was the point of this scene other than to be massively offensive? <sighs> I, I, right after this, this person has a really kind of honest interrogation of her own feelings and identity with her friends about, you know, do I, should I be a man to succeed? Can I be a woman in this world? Do I even want to be like a feminine woman? You know, I'm just going to carry on dressing the way I want to dress because that's how I feel comfortable. Brilliant. I totally support that. And then we get it straight afterwards. We get this scene in the hospital where they talk about the size of her breasts and whether they're adequate. Mm -hmm. And then we have it with Risa's breasts and, you know, how, you know, her measurements are advertised as being bigger because it sells more and all that kind of stuff. And you just think, I, I hated it like passionately I, I found it so offensive i know and i know you took pictures uh, to you took pictures and to, posted on twitter about it it has nothing to do with the high school stuff either you know and i think matt your, your comments about the way the game's structured and the reflection of the kind of the simplicity of of life in high school and sometimes the jarring contrast that has with these kind of wider issues that you deal with growing up i think that's a really fair point i don't think this scenes like this particular have anything to do with any of that and it's just shoved in there for the purpose of titillization you know titillation there's no it serves no other purpose in my opinion i don't know maybe i'm missing some wider no, I, kind of... I, I think that's a fair point but is it offensive just because it happened because i would say it's weird but it's only really offensive if it gets condoned within the game or accepted within the game it is accepted within the game though because i think it, it's done for laughs I, at least that's how i feel it's presented as a comic scene yeah 
Uh, and I just, I, I don't think you're supposed to play that and think, wow, this is really bad. I wonder, I think you're supposed to play it and think it's really funny. Yeah. So here's, here's where I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Um, <laughs> this game was made in 2008. Um, this was before a lot of social media stuff um, and a lot of um, representation in games. At the same time, this is a Japanese-made game. And I feel that in, uh, I won't say Japanese culture, but I will say in anime and video game culture, especially in Japan, things like this are kind of normal. Um, now, looking back at it in retrospect, in modern time, I know it sounds crazy to say modern time for 2008, but things have changed since then. Um, it is kind of a product of that time. Um, yes, Women did play video games back then. Did they play Persona 4? Probably, yeah. This game was kind of directed toward men. At the same time, I could see how a man could find this offensive. I find it stupid, you know? Um, And like I said, like I told you before the show, I'm not defending this game. I'm just giving the the other points of it. Yeah. I, I don't think anything you say, I don't, I don't think anything you say is, is wrong there, to be honest. I think what is refreshing about well, social media or about, I think about the diversity in games now, or the kind of increase in representation in games and increase in kind of people from different backgrounds, different ages, different races, different genders, kind of being able to, discuss games openly together I think that's been great for games um, I think it also gives us a forum to call out issues like this when we see them uh-huh. mm-hmm. you know you're absolutely right that the game is a product of its time and of the industry and of its particular culture be that gaming culture anime culture what have you but I think it's still positive for me that we're now able to kind of have a discussion about stuff like this and issues like this and say, actually, are we comfortable with this being something that represents the industry that we love? Like I'm not comfortable with this game representing a gamers or B that the best that gaming has to offer. Yeah. In terms of not necessarily its core gameplay, because I know that's a whole other debate about what a great game should be about. But for me, I find it hard to take any kind of medium, be it television, cinema or games, out of a cultural context. I don't think you can really do that and judge it purely on mechanics. You know, I think you have to take you have to take into account things like representation well, this is most you know, this, this is a story-driven game, so yeah, you have to. Yeah, and I think yeah. naturally that's going to have a the, the the culture from which it comes from, you know, the nationality 
the national identities that come, that's going to play a huge part in in the stories that it's trying to tell you're 100 percent right but at the same time i think it's also 100 percent right that we can sit and talk about it and say actually i have a problem with what you're saying here and i don't think that's appropriate yeah so the the two questions that i will present to both of you was that would this game fly nowadays if it came out in 2016? Oh, it, I think it would. You think, yeah, you think I, it? I think yes, but I wonder how many of the reviews discussed these points, whereas yeah. if it came out today, these reviews would be much more likely to discuss this as a, as a part of the game. Yeah, yeah. That, that's most certainly going to happen. And my... And, and my I, yeah, go ahead. I think that's, I think that's just... That would be that's a hundred percent a positive thing to say about how quickly things have transformed. Things have I changed. Guess, in yeah, the I last mean, yeah, kind of five years. Yeah, I think that's so really great. Counter question: Was was this mentioned at all in any of the golden reviews? Because that did come out uh, a couple years, of years later. Yeah, it was probably what two, three years ago. Yeah, I have no idea. I really don't. I I, I know Golden's highly regarded. I mean. I at the time, I mean, this was considered one of the best role-playing games that's ever been made. I mean, I said it myself, even, you know. It's difficult with games, and, like, as as someone who's written academically about games, it, it you you can't necessarily judge a game purely on its narrative content, and you can't necessarily judge a game purely on its actual fundamental gameplay mechanics. At least that's my opinion. And I think so much about reviewing games is subjective anyway yeah you know you see a game like we were just talking about it earlier drew grand theft auto 5 mm-hmm. fantastic game still is is incredibly misogynistic in my opinion but i still really enjoy playing the game yeah but i can enjoy playing the game and have problems with its content if that makes sense metal gear solid 5 you know one of the best playing games i've ever played in my life and man that even made me cringe sometimes <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it, it. Yeah, I mean, that there's there's great things about everything. I think Persona 4's battle system is fantastic. Me too. And I think that the the Persona got to catch them all thing is 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 addictive and fun, and yep. it's fun to experiment with it. And I think the overarching story in this game, you know, who is this murderer? Who is kidnapping these people? Why the fuck are they doing it? You know, it's it it's it's compelling and it's interesting. And I think some of the characters can be sincere at times. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, they have content in the in this game that nowadays is discussed and is you know is 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 frowned upon at at times. Um, and my the other question that I have for you guys is, <coughs> Persona Five, the sequel to this game, uh, is coming out this year. Do you think it will still have this kind of context to it? Do you think we'll still see that in Persona 5, or do you think it will change? I mean, this is... Personally, I don't know a great deal, as I've said before on the show, about the kind of wider context of anime culture in general. Yeah. Um, I think... I find it unlikely that, for want of a better phrase, they'll tone it down too much, because of the brand and also because of the markets that it's going to be sold to. I think it's still going to be a game that sells primarily to young guys. 
or at least it's aimed at young guys, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think it depend. I think that comes down to how much they want to make the game accessible to Western markets. Yeah. You know? Well, I know a lot of women and females who love the Persona series too. As a a kind of legitimate, you know, top tier game. Yeah. I mean, if you compare it to something like Dragon Age Inquisition and, you know, the kind of representation that's available in games like that, it's night and day. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's a Western made game. Yeah. No, that's my point. Yeah. You know, that they're, they come from two completely different cultural contexts and they're probably aimed at quite different audiences. Yeah. So I think it's, it's kind of, it's hard to say. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I like uh, persona five. I'm getting it day one. You know I mean? I, yeah. I, I can't, I can't miss out on that. Cause I mean, I, I've, I've followed the series for a long time. Um, and in my opinion, it's continually gotten better, which not, not all series can do. That's true. You know, the, the persona four is a vast improvement, even with combat, than in Persona Four, so from Persona Three, excuse me. But um, so I, I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, it's it's interesting to even have these conversations because it's it's something that you know in two thousand eight we didn't even think about. You know, well, you, you didn't think about it. <laughs> well, that's true. It's it's a different you know, different. I'm just messing it's, with you, buddy. Yeah, it's, no, it it's, is. It's, it's different it perspectives. Is. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Hundred percent right. Yeah, You're hundred percent right. It's. It, I mean, yeah. I mean. Trust me, I've seen plenty of stuff, um, even just anime and stuff like that, where like some things look really, really cool, and then they do just very distasteful stuff. I mean, yeah. I, I, my, my, my old roommate. This is back probably about two thousand ten, two thousand nine, somewhere around there. I think I, I was still living with my roommate, and it was an anime that came out called High School of the Dead. Yep, and it was about. It was basically the one I always reference too because it's so obvious and gratuitous. Yeah, uh, and it was it, it was a cool concept. A bunch of high school students they're at school. Fucking zombie apocalypse happens, and they got to You know, they're trying to escape the school. All right, that's and it looked cool. The animations looked really good. The 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 story itself was kind of cliche at times, but it was it yeah. was interesting. But the gratuitous sexuality in that game. Yeah. Every time somebody walks down the stairs, it's a it's, it's an upskirt shot. It's an upskirt panty shot, constantly with women, and I'm just like, it may it, like I was like, I do not want to watch this because it's yeah. it's so fucking. It's, it's I'd be mortified if someone walked in while I was watching that. Yeah, so I'd be like, I don't condone this. This is not that. This is no reflection of what I would ever do. But, but yeah. it, and the bad thing is that's what as as an American, that is what I'm exposed to as far as what comes out of Japan. The products of Japan is the these quote unquote weird anime things that are really sexualized, uh can and looked at as misogynistic, uh looked at as you know, it, it's it's weird. It's like I like that's the only thing I don't want to call I don't want to say Japanese culture is weird, but <laughs> there's there's so many things that I've seen. Yeah. Everything I've heard of Japan is just it, it's 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 completely different from what I know. Yeah. You know, and 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 it and it's it's in video games, it's in anime, it's in a lot of things that come out of Japan, and that's what I'm exposed to. So 
yeah, me have, me making generalizations is definitely not fair uh, because you know that's what I've seen, and that's not everything that comes out of Japan. No, well, obviously, and I think I think sometimes this is what some people who just play video games and certain types of video games see when they see female characters in media, right? Yeah, and that's a problem. I think, and I think yeah. those are kind of views that all of us, men and women who want to live in like as decent people, have to challenge. You know, we have yeah. to challenge those kind of narrow representation of men and women. You know, I've hate. I, I really have issues with kind of what's happened to Kanji's storyline in this game as well, because I think, well, you know, that's a really definition of what it is to be a man. If you're saying that Kanji is constantly being ostracized or called out for being kind of a weird man. Like what, what does that mean? You know? Yeah. It's, it's not just the female characters. It's, it's far more gratuitous, obviously, because it all comes down to, the, I guess the body with the female characters in, in this game. But, but it's those kind of really narrow generalizations that are massively problematic. Have you explored Kanji's um, uh, social link at all? No, not that much, actually, but um, now that I'm going to have plenty to do because I've finished <laughs> the dungeon really quickly again, yeah. I'll make a point of... Uh... Oh, that they, well, since he's in your party, too, you might want to... Yeah, because yeah, he, you know, he'll get like you know, follow-up attacks and stuff like that, too. But it, they kind of explore that a little bit more in his social link, and, and not in a bad way, I would yeah. say. Cool. Um, it, it shows him being kind of like a sensitive type, you know? And, you know, he, he, he's conflicting with himself. He's like, I can't be this way. You know, I, I need to be a fucking man. You know, I, I, you know, but he, he explores like, you know, well, you know, I, I like, you know, I like sewing. You know, it, it's so, it's so cartoonish in some ways. Yeah. So it's like, I like sewing. God, I shouldn't like sewing. I like, you know, I like skateboards and fucking, you know, I'm punching dude. shit, you know, and I'm just like, you know, it, it's so extreme. Yeah. It's so yeah. extreme. But I mean, it's like their heart's in the right place. Yeah. But they're That's doing it in all the fucking wrong ways, you know. It's, it's it, but I mean, they they explored a little bit more there, and I have to I have to give it to them. The social links between Dojima and Nanako are oh, really are, are fucking touching. Some of them yeah. are really good. Um, cause I finished up Dojima's and that was like you know he is he, that man has to come to terms with his dead wife. Yeah. And, no, that and, yeah. is really. It it staggers me that they can handle that so touchingly, and then you have this other mess in the rest of the game. You know what I mean? Like, it it I I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it's like yeah, my wife died, and I'm trying to find the person that killed her. Uh, but I need to take care of my daughter. And then the next scene is like, you guys made really shitty food. You need to like, give me a panty shot. You know, it's, I don't know. It's fucking weird. <laughs> it's so it's, it, there's so many conflicting things here. Like I'm to a point now where, like I told you before we recorded, I just kind of glaze over a lot of this stuff. I'm just like, first off, this half the stuff is boring. Secondly, it has no bearing on the story. And third, it's it's dumb shit. You know, I'm just like I'm. Just, yeah. I don't even listen to it half the time anymore. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, like, but they there, there's so many there's so many good things about this game that they do something so blatant 
it it makes you forget about the good things sometimes. That's what I mean about it undermining itself. Yeah, constantly. It's it. I mean, it's something small and dumb. I'm just like, yeah, but what about Dojima and his dead wife? And what about Nanako? And she's you know she's she's worried about her dad and she's afraid her dad doesn't love her and you know it's yeah. It's, I did that whole social link with the 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 student from the drama club. Yeah, that was, you know, that was with a her, her parent dying in hospital. Yeah. Like that was really sad. Yeah. Are you, then... guys, are you guys dating anybody in the game? No. No? Matt, did you choose a girlfriend? Yeah, Yukiko. Yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. I like I, her. I, I, I like her, her <laughs> simple life dilemma. As I yeah. mentioned before, so, sort yeah. of resonates a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I chose Yukiko She's too. sweet. <laughs> yeah, she, and she, and but hey, don't go out with any other girls. She She will get mad and she will knock them out of the way. Because I took out the 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 girl who likes shopping a lot. My what's her name? Something. It's AI. I don't know. I. I. Maybe I. AI. (laughs) I. Um. I was gonna take her out, and we were at the shopping district, and then Yukiko showed up and was like, "What the hell?" And then she made her leave, and then I hung out with Yukiko instead, and I was like, "Okay, I guess I can't work on that social link anymore." (laughs) Do you think that's code? Do you think she is an AI? Could be, could be all about shopping, and then but the it, but funny thing is is that I finished up the girl at the drama club, and she said oh, I I'm in love with you, and then you it gave me a choice, either yep. you you stay with Yukiko or you go with her, and I chose to stay with Yukiko, and it was kind of hardcore, she's like I'll just turn my back and if you want to stay with me, you can stay with me, but if you don't I don't want to see you leave. And I was like, okay, well, I'm leaving, so bye. <laughs> and so I just left. Cold as ice. Yeah, I know. I was like, well, <laughs> shit, you know, I was, sorry about your dad, but, <laughs> you know. I got uh, a Yeah, I got, uh, Yukiko's waiting on me in the parking lot, so I'll see you later. Um, but yeah, I finished up a bunch of social links uh, in between this. Um, Jeez. Uh I I have to say one thing though, and this is just really annoying. All right, I have a ton of personas, right? And I want to go fuse them. I entered the velvet room, and that one girl is not there, and her note is there, and I have to go She's through. Never fucking there. And I have to go through this fucking dialogue of reading her note, and she gets pissed, and then, and then I get the fused personas. I'm like, why are you making me waste my time with this? Did you start her social link at all? I started her social link. I'm thinking I'm like at rank three with her. And I'm just like, I don't care about this person. You know, Chie is dead to me. I I don't, I don't even have, I don't have her in my party. I'm not working on her social link. I don't like, I was like, I don't have time for you. I'll see her in the dungeon sometimes and be like, Hey, encouragement, give me whatever you're going to give me. And then she showed up on her motorcycle one time and knocked the shit out of a shadow. <laughs> um, and then Teddy showed up one time, too, on roller skates. Yeah. He does that. This fucking game's weird. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just... Uh, and I, I, I did get the uh, the trophy for being the top of my class. Yep. Uh, on you swat. The, on the tests. Because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm an intelligent motherfucker. You googled all those answers, Drew. 
All right, I'm not denying that, no. <laughs> <laughs> because they ask questions that I have no fucking idea. You know, I knew the one about the Adam's apple. I mean, come on, that, that was about it. You know, it's... I'm disappointed in you. It's also different yeah. if it asks you questions, like, based on the stuff that you were trying to, to skip. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's more fair than just a random, like, physics question that they, that they have not covered in the game. Yeah. So, but overall... We're still here. I'm yeah. I'm in my groove. I I you know my issue is is I think that the I will say the pacing is bad, but it's my fault that it's bad because when a dungeon opens up, it takes me two days to get through it. You know, and then I've got an entire month of doing nothing except you know waiting for someone someone to recover. Yeah, I'm waiting for this person to recover or I'm waiting for the killer to make their next move or <laughs> and it's just me like okay, well who has an exclamation point over their head and I'll go talk to them and then hang out with them and you know that that's about it. And I think I don't want to space this stuff out cuz I want I I like the dungeon stuff. It's it's not like I wish they just give me a dungeon that like had like 40 levels to it. And that way I could just spend time in there. You could go back and try and beat the Contrarian King. I've already beat that person. Oh. I've, okay, I've, no beat, I've beaten every optional boss now. And I'm like, man, am I a badass or what? And I was like, <laughs> is that what's going on? Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's I'm enjoying it for the most part. Um I don't know. It's, it's about fifty-fifty for me right now. I think I have a lot of nostalgia for this game that I don't know if it translates to right now. That's just me, though. Matt, what about you? You've played this before, or part of it before? Yeah, I mean, I made it about eighteen hours in the first time, so I'm right. far, far past where I was mm-hmm. first time. I'm, I'm, I'm you're, actually you're loving deep it. in, aren't you? Hey, you're like. Deep in on the hour count now. Fifty-two, I think. Now, that's not bad. I'm at forty-eight, I think. Yeah, I think I think fifty-two or fifty-three hours, and about level seventy-five. That's insane. Because I'm only like level fifty-five. How the fuck did you grind those levels that fast? In the golden hands? I don't know because I I'd say about ninety percent of those damn golden hands just run away. <laughs> they all, yeah, they run away. They're like, such little bastards. Like I get so excited when I see them, and even if I hit them with two massive hits, they're all gone before I can ever get a third one in. And at, at the end of all of that, all that excitement, all that loss, nothing. Nothing. Not 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 a single coin. Not a single XP. I'll tell you one thing. Nonsense. The like once you level up your party members like Yosuke, Yosuke now has like he does fifty percent more damage with wind attacks. Mm. He he's a fucking beast. Yeah, like he like he'll do like the 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 one that does heavy wind damage on a single foe. I did over a thousand damage on something one time. I got that trophy for for going Nova or mm. whatever. Wow. And I was like, wow, this is insane, you know? And I mean, I like, it's the same way with, like, if I got Black Frost equipped, I've got, like, 50% more damage with fire attacks and 25% more damage with ice attacks. That's That wrecks dudes. You know, it's it's insane. 
I I don't know. I maybe I got lucky with my stuff. Like that null physical is is insane. It's tough in it. Yeah, that that's I don't I don't even know how I got that. I just saw null physical. I was like, well, that'll come in handy. And now I can't die. You know, for most of the fights. So I don't know. But uh, finishing up there, we're gonna stop there, and we got a few emails. I want to read them off. Uh, one of them is kind of sad. But the show must go on. The first one comes from Neo Shakespeare. Um, He says, howdy crew. First off, I want to say thank you for having Sophie on this episode because she summed up my thoughts on Persona 4 far better than I could myself. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I couldn't get my mind wrapped around what exactly was bugging me, but she captured my feelings perfectly. I like the dungeon parts and look... and loathed going back to the real world to handle mundane tasks that just seemed so disconnected and creates pacing issues for me, which I think we're all kind of feeling that right now. Yep. Uh, secondly, I was I was the one uh, busting your balls about Xeno Gears, <laughs> <laughs> and that's basically it. I was just busting your balls. I know it's it's, a, it's like it's like a it's like a running gag now. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I would never want you to go back and play something you really don't want to play, especially off of a save file from about three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't you, though? Wouldn't you love to hear that rage? Uh, Yeah. God. Let's face it. If you feel like you are being forced to play something you don't want to do, you are probably not going to have the most positive commentary on it. What? What? what, Is that what Xenogear fans really want? (laughs) No. Um, it's one of my all-time favorites, but that doesn't mean everyone will get the same level of enjoyment out of it that I did, especially considering nostalgia probably plays a large part in my enjoyment of the game. Uh, if we all liked the same things, it would be a pretty boring world. Well said, dude. Yeah, true statement. Uh, thirdly, since this is the year of the RPG, I sincerely would like you to consider Suikoden 2. Oh, yes. Uh, it was a very limited release when it came out and uh, was just made available on PSN last year. I uh, I think you can pick it up for about five bucks. Uh, you don't need to play the first one to enjoy it. It's basically a PG version of Game of Thrones. Base building, depending on the recruitment of 101 possible distinct characters. Turn-based gameplay with party of six with un- Unite attacks. Uh, and a strategy component that lets, that uses your entire army of recruited characters. Uh, lastly, this is just a spoiler-free tip for when you get a little further in The Witcher 3. Eventually, you will uh, get to Novigrad, and there is an area called Hierarch Square. Or Hier- yeah, Hierarch Square. Uh, there is a bookshop in the square that has a side mission inside that can be easily missed since you and Matt completed the first game pretty recently. I think you will appreciate the reference in this side quest. I'm sure it went over most people's heads that found it, but it's pretty revealing for something from the first game. Interesting. Uh, sorry for the long email and thanks for all you do. Uh, Chad, I've always known him as Neo Shakespeare. Chad, uh, PS Xenogears. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our next email comes in from Charlie. For the record, I have Xenogears and Suikoden 2 ready to go. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Well, <laughs> we, we may do Suikoden, but I'm not doing Xenogears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already throwing down the hammer on that one. We're not doing that. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, Charlie says, hey, guys, first things first. Uh, Marmite. Uh, 
as long as long yeah. as as long as you're spreading it thin over top of the butter, it's great. Spreading it thick like Nutella is just asking for a bad experience. I mean, yeah, you can, yeah. It's Quality. better better Not in moderation. Quality. Yeah. Yep. It's better off in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt. <laughs> oh, let's see. All right. So anyway, back to Persona Four. Sorry if this gets kind of long. <clears throat> Since I'm playing through in New Game Plus mode, things are a little different. The New Game Plus mode carries over certain things. It doesn't transfer your character's levels, but it does bring over your Persona Compendium, huh? Uh, the, the available weapons and armor in the shop, and your money. Put that together, and it means I buy the in-game weapons with 300-plus attack and level 80 personas. Okay. Uh, <laughs> basically, this means that in every dungeon I've done so far, my characters can pretty much one-shot all regular enemies and breeze through the bosses without much effort. Even the magic hands are easy. Hmm. Must be nice. Uh, let's see here. Other, uh, obviously, this helps me through the game much faster, uh, but it does take most of the fun out of the dungeons. This has basically turned Persona 4 into a visual novel, and I'm not sure I like it like that. But at least it carries over my expression, understanding, etc., uh, so I don't hit roadblocks when working on social links or waste time training my courage. Uh, there is also something I wanted to add about Risei's dungeon. I know it seems like the game is pandering a little here and there over sexualizing Risei, and that's hard to argue with considering what Japanese culture is like. Uh-oh. Uh, but I think there are some subtleties to it. Here's my interpretation of it. What Risei herself really wants is to be seen for who she really is, not as part of the idol she has been portrayed on television in the past. She wants people to see through that exterior and treat her like a normal girl, whereas her shadow is Rosette, the fake, over-sexualized celebrity personality. I feel like the dungeon represents how Rosette, not Risei, uh, would shed her exterior and show off her true self. Maybe I'm wrong, but that makes sense to me. Uh, to round this off, I've got a question for you guys. Is jo Dojima still your favorite for all of you? Or have you other characters stood out? Uh, for me, Chie is still my favorite, maybe, maybe because she reminds me a lot of someone I care about in real life, and I can't help but find myself caring about her. Anyway, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on the most recent events in the game. Uh, P.S. Visiting the city from Persona 3 with characters, music, and locations that I recognized was really a nice touch. One, one that completely went over my head when I played Persona 4 the first time. Yeah, I forgot that they actually played like, the rap song that used to play in the dorm of yeah. Persona 3. It's a horrible rap song. Um, but yeah, uh, I to me, Dojima and Nanako are like the standouts mm, for characters in the game. I mean, because I mean, they're the people you spend a lot of time with because um, you're always going back home. You know, there's always somebody there. And, you know, Nanako's just a sweet little girl. And Dojima is a hardened detective who has a heart of gold and he means well, you know, he may be a little obsessive. Um, and he can be mean. Yeah. He's fallible. He doesn't, he you doesn't, know? yeah, he doesn't know what he does sometimes. Yeah. He doesn't mean anything by it, but you know, uh, let's see here. And our final email comes in from Jamie. And this is the sad one. Has she thrown in the towel? Well, let me read it for you. 
after sp- <laughs> this is in quotations. After spending time trying to light this game, you feel like you have lost a connection with your friends. Strength social link ranked down. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, It says, hi, guys. I'm really, really sorry, but this game has beaten me. (laughs) I've tried to stick with it, but I find that uh, I find that I'll do pretty much anything else rather than play it. Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Every time I force myself to play, I get frustrated at making the next to no progress, and that just makes me want to play it even less next time. I think it might have been Yosuke that really did me in. You know, we're, we were good. We were friends. Then he flipped out at the girls for making inedible curry and made them prance around in bikinis afterwards. Because they somehow owe him? <laughs> and he keeps bringing up the fact that Kanji could be gay <laughs> and being an ass about it. This is this really is the biggest problem for me because I had liked the characters and making links with them, but now I really don't. Yosuke, you broke my heart, you shallow, bigoted bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh <Holy> shit. <laughs> Nowadays, I have absolutely no interest in continuing any of my social links, and I find I'm just sitting there hitting buttons to move the story forward. I think I might have liked this game if I were 15 and had lots of time to play around with it, but I'm not. Uh, I'm now the old woman who shakes her fist at the teenagers who want to ride their skateboards down the middle of the street. That's no joke. Those kids piss me off. Uh, <laughs> so maybe I just missed the boat on this one, and I'm not able to go back. Like those old TV shows that we used to watch, and upon rewatching as an adult, uh, you're like, "What the hell was I thinking?" A nostalgia, I guess. Transformers was really bad for me when I tried to rewatch it. <laughs> you know, you brought it up because I know you said you went back and rewatched. I watched a rewatched a couple episodes of Viper. That show, was <laughs> horrible. that show was horrible. <laughs> There's some I still adore, though. I went back and watched the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Fantastic. DuckTales, fantastic. Dude, DuckTales holds up. Yeah, that's good. That show is fan-fucking-tastic. Ninja Turtles has some moments in it that are like, oof, this is just... Yeah, it's very simplistic in structure, but yeah, yeah, it's very very childish, but... Uh, Now, DuckTales, I mean, an adult can watch and still have fun with. I mean, mean, it's it's an adventure, you know, it's an adventure show. Um, But anyway... uh, Back to the email. Uh, I do feel really bad about not making it through, though, uh, but I think I'm done. Uh, Hopefully, when I tell you that I'm going to read the Dark Tower series, you will forget how much of a quitter I am and start talking about that. That's a fantastic series. And they're making a movie. And I can't wait for it. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Then you'll forgive me uh, because I goddamn well tried and I know yeah. I'm not your average quitter. And you know I'm not your average quitter because I did manage all the Metal Gears last year, which, by the way, are not nearly so sexist despite all the TNA that was had to offer. Holy shit. Uh, so I'm sorry, but maybe this is my Xeno Gears. <laughs> we can't go away from it. <sighs> Respectfully bowing out, Jamie. <clears throat> P.S. I'm still listening to the podcast, though, because I'm a cheater and I want you guys to tell me who the culprit is. <laughs> oh, thank you all for those emails. Uh, it always brightens my day to hear everybody else's perspective on stuff. Um, I'm sorry that Persona 4 has broken you, Jamie, but uh, that's OK. I have a feeling she's going to be joining us for another game uh, this year. Good. 
Uh, I know she says she wants to play Danganronpa 2 with us. So whenever we get to that, I'm excited for that. Because that game, I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for us. Um, if you'd like to send some more emails, uh, please send them to drew at ztgd.com. Uh, I will read them on the show. Let us know what you think about Persona. Uh, let us know what you th- going back to it. How do you feel? Uh, how did you feel about it when you played it originally? Um, and you can also suggest games to us. Um, we uh, we were in the midst of the year of the RPG, uh, doing different types of role playing games. Doesn't matter if it's Western or Japanese or any other kind. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that big of an RPG. Um, we can we can do whatever. Uh, but uh, other than that, you can also follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Sophie is at SM Holiday. And the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for us. Went through that one dungeon, and I'm close to the the next dungeon. I haven't I haven't done it yet, but I'm I'm really close to it. Um, it's an interesting one. I have to give them to that. It, it's, you know, somebody, so, somebody gets kidnapped and it's not good. <laughs> um, dun, dun, dun. yeah, somebody, somebody close. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, we, we will be back. I, I'm guessing next week we still got to talk about that, but, uh, uh, until then I am drew. Now, Matt. And we're out of here. Hope you guys have a great week. And we will be back with more Persona 4. Bye.